0: good everybody you are listening to the quarter note an album review podcast for musically inclined individuals analyze a single project at a time it's your boy Ass. it's me Jelani carter
1: uh i'm andre dowdy
2: it's me madlib's son facts <laughs> you Imagine that, that was a real reveal. You just put <laughs> hell of pressure a real on yourself. reveal. Uh, Imagine that was a reveal. Uh, I, mean, I don't, folks. And in <laughs> no way I'm associated with Madlib If this turns out to be a legal matter, this is me invoking legal. Thank you record, for sorry. that
0: clarification. And thank you all for tuning in. As always, we are getting into the new Mad record, Sound Ancestors. Andre, what you got for us?
1: Yeah. Um, Here's what I say about two people in particular. I say this about Flying Lotus, and I say this about Madlib. More Madlib is good Madlib. This time, uh, around the structure of a project which is provided by Kieran Hebden, aka Fortet. Uh, This uh, short answer, this is an all-encompassing Madlib project. It grabs ideas of Madlib in various forms and fits them into an intentional structure. um, Which... (coughs) That's that seems to be the press buzz around this album it's like it's like a, a madlib album with one like precise theme um, but but like if you listen to madlib projects um, you know that's not necessarily the case most of mad Lib, madlib's projects are thematic in some sort of structure whether they are like uh, homage to a specific a musician or an artist. Um, At one point, Blue Note kind of opened their vaults and Madlib had time to just play with all of their stuff. Um, He's got stuff like the Rock Conductor, which is all kind of like rock-influenced beats and things like that. So a lot of Madlib stuff is kind of like thematically structured. This one just seems to take, uh, at least the story is that Fortet took all of these various different things, uh, beats, ideas, drafts or whatever and Madlib just gave them to him and he kind of morphed it into this thing
0: Wait, I have a serious question <clears throat> uh-huh. possibly a dumb one mm. Where is Fortet on this album? So
1: Fortet basically so Madlib and someone else, Madlib and Egon um, Egon, stone store history but Egon is the stone's throw guy at the moment. Um, They were having a conversation and Madlib just decided to send like a bunch of stuff to Fortet because they're homies, they're friends, they text each other, they listen to the same kind of stuff. So Madlib and Egon were just sending Fortet stuff, like hundreds and hours worth of Madlib material. Again, beats, sketches, outlines, ideas, whatever. And... Madlib being like the way that he works, he's just kind of super prolific and just goes. Sometimes he doesn't even care if like things have like quote unquote structure in a traditional sense. He just puts things that sound similar together or come from the same thing. Like, you know, one batch of records, he'll make a whole album, quote unquote album off of like one LP. So, you know, if he finds like some Mm. Brazilian jazz record, he'll pull it, he'll rip the 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 whole album to shreds and then make album off of that. So this, um, it's just a whole bunch of stuff. And Fortep basically whittled it all down. He had the freedom to kind of restructure some things. He didn't make new beats out of it. He didn't like make his own stuff based off of the stuff that Madeline provided. He just might have like, you know, snipped something there, rearranged them. So he he ex- executive produced this in a way um, yeah. where he restructured the album and gave the album its structure. Um, but all of the material in itself uh, comes from Madeline
2: yeah it's like mad lib uh under curated through somebody else through force head right. really actually yeah, i kind
1: of like that baseball. that's pretty cool yeah it's especially because this dude like mad lib, mad lib just works he really he like it's funny how much he doesn't care about anything else like he's just like happy to be alive and happy to work
2: that guy just uh, yeah so- lives to make a bunch of beats
1: and it's funny too. Like, I was reading an article and, uh, you know, about the album. And it's funny, like, somebody noted how, like, how little he cares about actually talking about stuff. Like, if you try to get him an interview, like, it might sound like he's being dismissive. He's not, he just doesn't really care about explaining himself
2: here's the music this is what I do why are you gonna ask me the question just listen
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. I remember for the longest time it was like said that you just could not get a Mad Lib interview like not be- like like you said it just because he just didn't care and he just cared about music and only recently I think when Bandana came out he, he started being a little bit more open and like going to radio stations and like talking but that's like no. after being kind of quiet and just putting out music for like 10 plus years so um, yeah that makes sense
1: Yeah. And apparently, so there's a phone on here. I mean, a phone on here. There's a song on here called like, turn your phone off or like, that's like the subtitle of the song. Uh, Funny enough, Madlib could have been on to Bip a Butterfly. Now this is sidebar, but he doesn't give his phone number out to people and he doesn't leave his phone on that's how like so
2: nobody (laughs) can contact him would
1: you like to be on this album apparently I was reading that still again this is sidebar but in the New York Times article they got a hold of him through his wife's phone that's how much he doesn't use his phone I was gonna say how
2: else you contact him like fucking carrier pigeon or some shit (laughs) you send him a scroll like I hear unto bequeath
0: (laughs) um initial impressions of this record fuck with it um, yeah, I it's Madlook, yeah, <laughs> really. There's he, he like this man really needs no introduction. And if you are a newcomer to this kind of um hip hop, which also it's like I feel weird calling it hip hop, I feel like it's more akin to jazz than it is to hip hop because yeah, it encapsulates it, mm. it so much of what we love about jazz rather than what we love about hip-hop you know
2: good idea <laughs>
1: but
0: yeah, um yeah
1: yeah that's uh, you know if you if you listen to like a not any of like the commercial actually that's not even true if you listen to most mad lib productions or mad lib projects i'll say projects you'll come into scenarios where things just like he doesn't really care about structure sometimes like You'll be in a beat halfway, and then he'd be like, "Hot sight, throw some new weird beat pattern in there." <laughs> yep, or that. So like, he's and it happens once or twice here. Go ahead, John.
3: Yeah, I was about to say one of the main things I noticed when I was listening to this. It's like, or the or the kind of like term that I was thinking of while I was listening to it is just like organized chaos or like melodic chaos. Like it's it's there's a lot going on going on in these beats, but it all sounds good. You know what I yeah, mean like what I it, it all jazz. works somehow but it's yeah, just stream exactly. of
2: consciousness type music yeah. where it's just yeah, I'm like going to let this idea up. flow whatever about it. Yeah
3: and then after like hearing like Andre's explanation of how Madlib works and then he had to have not had to have but someone else kind of came in and, and, and like curated it in a way that's a little bit more palatable even though it still sounds like bonkers it makes like a lot of sense like you really get like him all the way like 100% on this album just like unhinged Madlib energy. And Yo. I appreciated that a lot. Cause it's been a while since I've listened to like a beat tape like that. Cause I feel like beat making has been kind of moving into a more like structured direction. I think I could you ever
0: think of like beats or you ever think of a producer improvising? <laughs> I feel like this is, this is what yeah. it's a, a hip hop yeah. producer does or sounds like this is the record you'll get when a hip-hop producer improvises whereas mm-hmm. in so many other i mean in 99 percent of hip-hop like it's not improvisation at all not
2: it's all. yeah mm-hmm.
3: a lot mm-hmm. of things
0: are it's structure it's layered it's layered and there's no chaos and there's no it's just
2: it exists on the grid this feels
3: yeah there's yeah there's I no mean- grid here yeah, because if you think about it, a lot of those beats are made for people to rap over. So they can't so really you need function. And exactly. And with mm-hmm. this album, there's no lyrics. I mean, there's random like ad libs and stuff like that, but it's not made for people to rap on. You know what I mean? So I guess that's why that energy works or that type of beat making works on this, because like it's not made with the intention of having someone sing or rap over. it. It's just like this is what it is. This is what I'm feeling. And I'm just making what I feel.
1: Yeah, this yeah, and, and Fortet kind of explicitly said that and says it in, in interviews and press for the, the album. He's like, This is supposed to be a listening experience and not an album of beats that people could rap to. You're supposed to, you know, digest it in one full forty one minute or whatever swing. Um and I think you notice that too, more so, especially like the way that the the album kind of starts. It starts off with this kind of just like my gut says inner yeah thank you i wanted to say interlude prelude is the word (laughs) yeah it starts with a prelude which is uh you know it's something you would give to something that has kind of a fuller context or a fuller body to it so yeah um Mm. yeah this this is you know what i i i hate to do it i'm going to do it just for ease of comparison but i would casually compare this album to Dilla. And Dilla specifically in Donuts because Donuts, you know, despite being made in the weird circumstances that it was made, quote air quotes there being weird, but um, in the different scenarios it was made, uh, it's kind of made as one listening experience, not full of beats that people can rap to, but with this kind of, depending on who you ask and what you take from the album, this, this, this narrative of either Dilla saying goodbye or kind of embracing this imminent death that he's going to experience soon so um this one this one this album feels weirdly spiritual like i don't know like i know man sound
2: ancestors (laughs) it's like like 100 i yeah after the preload and the song started i'm like yeah this sounds like you literally were calling upon the sounds ancestors to help you make this as a fusion of what came before and how you manipulate it now in the future it was, like, very respective, though. Like, it never felt like, oh, you're you're butchering these things. It felt, like, very much like the perfect unification. Like, you know what? I, I don't want to override what the music is doing. I just want to enhance it. I just want to make it sound better to what I feel could be better. And think of
0: the sounds that you hear on this. It's It's Afro, Cuban, blues, yeah. New Orleans, jazz, swing, like, all these sounds— <laughs> Or mm-hmm. from another era that was like that was popular in another time, so he takes all of this and he fuses it.
2: It's like the. It, what's interesting is like it feels like. The core of hip hop is taking from a previous genres and making it something of your own. And it feels like a definitive hip hop album in that way of saying, like, you know what? It does what what hip hop feels like it does the best, which is paying respect to what came before it. But it's like oftentimes with mainstream hip hop, you know, you get a four bar loop or something of the song and that's it. This is kind of beyond that. This is like a music nerd just getting to nerd out. And, you know saying like i love music i want to make m- good music i don't want it to be restricted to this i want to take all of these ideas and just make the best possible music and i just wonder like if more mainstream or more producers if given these opportunities would more producers do this like could we get i don't know like a just blaze kind of thing like this you know like why don't other hip-hop producers kind of decide to make conceptual just beat tapes well
0: Right, yeah. The interesting thing about Madlib is that he's been around for a very long time and he's worn many hats. So, mm. he's coming from a completely different perspective, a completely different wheelhouse and headspace that a lot of artists yeah. wouldn't even dare to jump into.
1: Yeah, like a lot of these sounds and more specifically the jazz stuff Uh, A lot of these sounds are things that Madlib has at one point or another either like dove into explicitly or has physically dabbled in. Now, I know Madlib grew up not knowing how to play an instrument, but he has learned how to play a variety of instruments just off the sheer curiosity of, of wanting to learn. So a lot of the jazz outfits that he's been a part a part of or created for himself, you know, like for a time, he was yesterday's new quintet. He's done uh, records with um, the, the band names Azimuth. Is that it? Um, the Brazilian? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's done a project with them. Like he's done so many different, Uh, He actually just did one with Kareem Riggins not too long ago. That's the Jahari Mahab uh, something. I don't the Jahari something project. I can't remember what it's called as I look it up. The Jahari part of my French. Yeah, the Jahari Masamba unit. That's what it is. Yes, the part of my French project. That's him and the drummer Kareem Riggins just getting together, and that is straightforward, a jazz album like. It's not you know, you think Kareem Riggins, who's kind of known in that hip hop sphere of being like a prolific producer and drummer in that realm, and, and Mad Lib, as we know him, is this prolific beatman, um, putting together this this jazz <laughs> record. So Prolific beatman um, is wild. <laughs> beat man. Prolific beatman. man.
3: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, yeah. He's it's just like the, the the mythos around him too is so funny and it makes his yeah. album kind of interesting one of my notes that i put here is that like again i i felt like i noticed like the press trying to trying to make this like a this is like the, a definitive madlib album right it happens to be his debut on his label which is madlib invasion so like of course it is kind of like a statement in its own that it's a debut madlib album that's straight by and by like this listening experience cuz Madlib's just known to put stuff out without shape or shape or structure i say that in air quotes but this one is an intentional listening experience organized and orchestrated to be a listening experience with this particular theme of pulling from various forms of musical ancestry um but for for the real quote unquote and i say that with air quotes too the real Madlib fans or the fans who have been around who know what he's capable of this um this is more for those people than it is for people just trying to dive in and figure out what Madlib's about, right? Because like, I want to ask you guys, like, where do you know Madlib from? Like, what's your first introduction to Madlib? Uh, Madvillain.
3: Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah Madvillain. Yeah. was it's like a col- the first album, a I collaboration,
0: collaboration of some kind.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When he was a rapper. Quasi. Yes. Yes. Quasi. Quasi. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Um, Quasi. Uh. Uh. Champion sound him and oh, yeah, jaleb yes yep i remember
1: that too yeah i forgot where my entry you know what it was at least for me as how i knew he liked jazz so much but um my dad had the um the mad yeah shades of blue or whatever oh, it is blue note? the the title. yeah the blue note album yeah like me and yeah. my sister are big fans of that album that kind of propelled it um you know into this legendary beat maker stratosphere that he's in now um, so I always knew he was interested in just like reappropriating, reshifting things, and I knew he liked jazz. So it comes from there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's funny. Yeah, for for the the people who know him, like none of this stuff is surprising. Um, for the new people, it's like, oh, cool, this is a. Beat maker makes cool beats and pays mm-hmm. homage to his <laughs> ancestor or whatever. So just me speaking as an uninitiated white person. Oh my god, hey, Madlib! Whoa.
2: <laughs> Never heard of this guy, Madlib. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just not his first album. Uh, <laughs> yeah, brand new music.
0: <laughs> um, so. you know, at first, I kind of rejected this album. Like so, I could see that. I could see that. You know, being that it's such a tonal shift from what I recognize from him, um, because like, not to say that it was bad by any mean, it was just a hard pill for me to swallow at first. Because this here is Madlib, someone who's known for rejecting rigidity, literally creating structure in his records. Like here, here is an album that's meant to be listened to as an album um and some of the beats sounded like I wanted to hear rappers on them and at first I was just like that's not a B tape you know what I mean but it sat with me for a little longer and after doing some research and knowing a little bit more about where these sounds are coming from and the overall sonic motif of this project it really like became a spiritual experience for me no it definitely does because i think my
1: my initial reaction too was like this is cool you know i wasn't like oh my god this is the definitive mad lib album that i was looking for (laughs) because like if you know mad lib beats like you know, this dude makes beats on iPads. He makes them on laptops. He makes them in studios. It doesn't matter. He makes beats. So you know, like the yeah. quality, quote unquote, the quality, or the fidelity of these records, are mad so the much brighter.
0: Can,
1: yeah, can be all over the place. You know, it's funny. Like sonically, this this whole album feels like muted. It feels just very subdued. It, it doesn't yeah. feel like it hits like these like crazy highs. Like the beat for like. Um, No more parties in LA. Like that's a great beat. It's upbeat, but it's all still got this like dustiness to it. None of that feels like it exists on this album. None of like the dusty Mad Lib beat exists on this album. It's like a lot of this is refined.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and that's why I think it just wasn't what I expected. I think that's what it is. It's refined where I've come to get comfortable with Mad Lib being the opposite of refinement being the opposite of glossy and bright and properly mixed. (laughs) And this was like, wait, so, so for like, so you're pulling
1: from a a beat for off of um, bandana, right? Like if you go in with the mindset thinking you're going to get like a whole album's worth of like the Giannis beat, which is my favorite from bandana. Like Mm -hmm. that's, Mm -hmm. that's like crazy mad lib. Like finding these weird samples, putting the James Brown sample in there, making this thing that like slaps. This is not that. There are a couple of boppers in here, but it's not like, in your face, madlib, dusty as hell, head knock type stuff. It's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I'm in the whip just chilling, mm-hmm. get my musical ancestry on. ancestry.com. <laughs> Sponsor the no joke." <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of those where like if you if you go across this whole body of work, and that is a lot of work to do and and trying to like casually jump into Madlib is a daunting task because you have so many things to explore right Mm -hmm. um but if you have the, the casual knowledge that at least i think i have of like knowing what his projects sound across the board there is like one thing from each of those records on this um in a more muted uh referential way and uh i think that's why people have kind of looked to this album like whoa look at this statement from madlib despite the fact that it's not really his statement he's making like <laughs> in another one of these press things madlib didn't even want to do it he was just like i don't i don't care about that i just want to make music music it's so funny listen, listen it's so funny like he does a whole red bull uh one of the red bull like fireside chats or whatever forgot what they're mm-hmm. called and like you like, the interviewer was like really pressing him, giving all this history, and he's like yeah, you know uh, I got, got a little high, so smoked a little weed, and uh, chopped up a couple beasts, and I came out with this, you
2: <laughs> <And, laughs> literally people I like I love it
1: you know, I'm glad y'all messed with it huh?
2: yo, this guy's the truth, you hear this? <laughs> i love it though i love it i wish sometimes we would get more of that It's just saying like stop asking me like i said what i wanted to say in the music like why it's not a movie where i might have to explain something about it like no just watch (laughs) listen to the content that's exactly what i wanted to give you um Um, favorite songs i was just about to say i really like the new normal a lot that's just got like a really Uh, airy feel to it um, oh
1: yeah, the new normal is good. Loose I like goose? the new normal loose goose yo loose is goose awesome. it's loose crazy. Goose it's just crazy, crazy. I do like loose like
0: goose. Like that, life, what is that sound? Is that like an accordion? Like
2: that's like a like a it, woodwind or something. It's so great though. I was oh, like, oh, this is yeah. crazy. Oh man, because uh, it's got that um, oh my goodness, it's got the uh the gone drum loop on it. We're yeah. homeless. So I was just like, mm, every time I hear that, oh, <laughs> I damn. love that. I like that there's um,
1: vocals on that, that too, which seems yeah. unexpected. Wherever they're from, I love that. Um, Road of the yeah, Lonely Ones. Dinner.
0: That is yeah, such the, the Heat knocker Yeah, that sample, that soul sample. Oh my God, you can't can't get any better than that. Like, yeah. oh man, and themed a cra- Crabtree yes I'm, i might be pronouncing that wrong with themed a crabtree oh yeah yeah, that, yeah that's that's, um, that's, a <laughs> that's
2: that's a mad, mad lib meat. that's a mad lib
0: beat
1: yeah yeah it's, yeah like real head i doctors. mean
0: honestly you can't go wrong with any record here and there's so many different textures to um that resonate that could possibly resonate with you and there's so much to grab from and it's like good for literally any mood. So, yeah, no, it's heat all across the board. Um, yeah. um, nah, Jay, you know, we, so this was my choice this week. And Jay was one of the first people to be like, all right, fine, I'll A listen to it. tape! Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I am super curious to hear what, Jay, what your favorite songs are and the reaction that you had listening to it and the overall experience that you had with it
3: uh i don't know if you guys were hearing me during the chatter i did say loose goose was my favorite because that was just a crazy I don't know how to read. um yeah i mean i yes i am not a huge fan of beat tapes but that's mostly because like i that's just not how i like unwind when it comes to like listening to music like i know like certain people like listening to like movie soundtracks or like beat tapes or whatever i'm more of a like if i'm going to like relax I, i'm still going to be listening to music with words like, it's going to be like r&b as opposed to like something like super hard knocking um but i did actually enjoy this a lot like i i i I will be honest i didn't listen to all of it but i did listen to like 70 percent of it and from what i listened to i i really did enjoy it it's like the unhingedness of it all was very appealing to me and interesting to me uh i've been a fan of of madlib for a long time i'm definitely more of a casual fan than i i guess you guys are because like uh mad villain was like my introduction and i did listen to a few like quasimodo joints and everything like that but i never really dove super into it and i will say this is like kind of like my first time just kind of like hearing uh like full-on uh like getting unhinged. Whole mad Lib experience yeah yeah that this was definitely like my first time getting that full-on like mad lip experience i mean besides out of like they put out a bandana instrumental version and i listened to that a few times too, and i was like all right this is great because some of those beats, i was just like i have to just hear this for what it is um so yeah, so I, I did enjoy it a lot. Loose Goose is definitely my favorite on there, for sure. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's so hard to rate this, I feel like. It's hard to rate it. Like, what am I... I found it so weird.
3: It's Not like, hard for me. I'll give it a three out of four. <laughs> Sky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three out of four, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I enjoyed it a lot, but like, like I said, not a huge fan of beat tape. So, now I can run this back. (laughs) Actually, I might. (laughs) might. Honestly, might. (laughs) Honestly, might. But yeah, three out of four for sure.
0: Bet, bet. Facts. What? Explain to me why you think it's hard to.
2: I don't know. It's like, uh, it's, it's because the music is really good, and it's so he's come out with so much shit. That I feel like at this point now, all his music is extraneous. Like you know he's really good. It's not anything he's gonna release isn't gonna change my opinion of him. You know, like so how do I give it you know I don't I don't know how to score it in that
0: way. To that point, this makes this album almost unfair to uh score because it it postulates this idea that like if you score it on this scale, then that's a determinant, of, a determinant of how good it is. When it comes to Mad Lib, Mad Lib's whole identity as an artist is so wide ranging that it's really more so where this falls for you. It's not so much. Yeah, if I rate it against other four Mad out of Lib four projects. Because it's actually yeah. a perfect album. It's like, no, this yeah. is a four out of four for me because. I this album resonates the most with me because he's done different things and it hasn't really hit but this is what I was looking for where it could be the other way around for other for other people where it's like I like uh you know mad villainy mad lib or I like Freddie Gibbs mad lib this isn't that for me so it's not a four out of four you know what I'm saying
2: yeah I was just um, going to rate it
0: against other mad. I was about projects. to say, that's, that's kind of the
3: whole point of us giving our scores as if it that album resonates with us and how we feel about well, it. Well, so no, I mean, like... If it's a four if, out of four, then just say that for you.
2: No, I don't think it's a four out of right. four, but I was just saying, like, how it, do I it? I'm just I saying that it's it? a little what less scale? objective
0: to explain it on for this
2: type of record as opposed to other records. Yeah. In comparison to other Madlib projects, I give it like a a three four, though. So that's how I'm going to rate it a three four against other Madlib projects.
0: Interesting. Yeah, yeah I think that's well, solid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to give it a three seven. <sighs> um.
1: Yeah, that's just so. Sort of, I mean, listening to you guys talk about how to rate it was confusing, but I get all of the confusion. Um. Cause yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, didn't think of like a solid number. Like this is it? Cause I feel like a for me, my feelings with this album will change over time, and I think I'm just going to grow to like it more. Um, but like, I don't know. For me, this is going to get kind of caught up in that weird gray area between like full album listening experience and just like more beats from Madlib, right? So. I don't want to go too high to say like this is one of the best albums ever this year for me. Like I don't think it will get to that point because I feel like this is going to be an album I go back to because I love Madlib and I like what happened on here. But like again, like you have all these other kind of Madlib instances where like if we got all of that, it'd be like four four knock out of the park whatever. But I think I think I'm going to go with like a, a three like a three three. I'll just do that. Yeah, I feel like. I, like this album can grow for where I'm like, yo, this is the best thing of the year, or it can you just be like, I like this a lot and I will return to it. And that's that's about it.
2: Beautiful. Johnny's
1: like, shut up. <laughs> that sounds so confusing. All
2: y'all talking about this BT shit.
3: It's <laughs> ass. I don't want to hear. <laughs> say what you, you mean <laughs> to say. You can totally cut this part, Casper. Like hearing you guys like, Oh, I don't know how to rate like nigga, rate it. Rated. I you know, I mean like <laughs> Did you enjoy the shit or not? Like that's what I can't wait
2: till Certified Lover Boy drops. I'm going and to And I'm give gonna give it a four a out of four. <laughs> zero, zero,
3: zero 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 I would be upset you know you and you're gonna do. be lying to your fucking self. But it's a, you need to be real
1: and see how that album fits with the rest of the Drake albums that you <laughs> yeah, I, like it,
2: but, okay, I mean
3: I guess yeah, but at the same time, like what's the point of that part? Cause like if you did you enjoy that album or not? That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. But, like, I guess if you want to put it up other, against other shit, like, this album is, like, compared to all the other Madlib beats I've heard, are fantastic beats. So I know I am I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, tend to, I, I, guess I can't ignore the
2: context of, like, an album, though. It's hard to be like, oh, do yeah, I really I mean, like this sure. album? But, like, for if sure. I heard better stuff from you, I can only be like, damn, well, where's that kind of stuff? Or why did you not give us that same quality? I guess so. Yeah.
0: It's really hard to judge something as an isolated moment when you have so much else to compare it to. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. you, know, you know what's funny too?
1: I was I, I mentioned at least in my notes that like this album also feels like particularly quote unquote special in a way because Doom Passing, or we finding out about Doom Passing not too long before this album drops. So like even going into the sound ancestors part of it too, it feels like, you know, he's connecting with the dead homies, especially cause he's got a song here called two for two for Dilla. So yeah. like, right. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. Like it's hard to ignore context at least. So, and then for me, I guess it, in relation to the whole, the podcast as a whole too, um, I try to be, like, remembering what I scored for other albums because I'm like, in reality, yeah. have I listened to this album in relation to that album that we talked about? Like, so I try... That's, at least that's why, I, like, I I uh, babbled about, like, oh, the, the context and when I listen and who... <laughs> what other
3: albums from this Wow, Well,
1: well, like. well what I consider intellectually, what I could possibly be <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, that's why, like, a 3-3 three, three is the, the weird area yeah. of the... No, rating. I had
3: a feeling your, you guys' like ratings would be around three to four. Just knowing how much you yeah. guys enjoyed this album. Didn't
1: like this shit. <laughs> you
3: know what I mean? I give it a three, <laughs> four, a two, bro. It's not like a chat on it. So, like, you know what no, I mean? no, no. no. We, 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 and also, we were talking about not having you niggas vamp and I heard you niggas vamping about how much you fucking... <laughs> Mad Lib, so Jesus Christ. I'm joking. Calm down, calm down. Watch your fucking mouth. Watch your fucking. You know what, Cass? Keep, Keep all this down. In. Keep going down. All this in, actually. <laughs> I, was jo- I was lying. Keep all this in. Keep all this <laughs> the fucking, please. <laughs>
0: Let's do it <laughs> Yo six That was the quarter note Thank you for listening as always Follow us at the quarter note on Instagram Tell us what
3: you think oh I'm JCas. I'm certified little boy Lonnie
1: <laughs> It's me the Draylib invasion
2: I wish I was Mad libs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Mercury Yo peace
0: and prosperity Shit Holy shit that was funny
2: we